back to the Deeper Dive podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church in a Year. Today is day number 338, and we begin with number 2650. Prayer cannot be reduced to the spontaneous outpouring of inferior impulse. In order to pray, one must have the will to pray. Nor is it enough to know what the scriptures reveal about prayer. One must also learn how to pray. Through a living transmission, sacred tradition, within the believing and praying church, the Holy Spirit teaches the children of God how to pray. The tradition of Christian prayer is one of the ways in which the tradition of the faith takes shape and grows, especially through the contemplation and study of believers who treasure in their hearts the events and words of the economy of salvation and through their profound grasp of the spiritual realities they experience. The Holy Spirit is the living water welling up to eternal life in the heart that prays. It is he who teaches us to accept it at its source, Christ. Indeed, in the Christian life, there are several wellsprings where Christ awaits us to enable us to drink of the Holy Spirit. The church forcefully and specially exhorts all the Christian faithful to learn the surpassing knowledge of Jesus Christ, Philippians 3, 8. By frequent reading of the divine scriptures, let them remember, however, that prayer should accompany the reading of the sacred scripture so that a dialogue takes place between God and man. For we speak to him when we pray. We listen to him when we read the divine oracles. The spiritual writers, paraphrasing Matthew Matthew 7, 7, summarize in this way the dispositions of the heart nourished by the word of God in prayer. Seek in reading and you will find in meditating. Knock in mental prayer and it will be open to you by contemplation. In the sacramental liturgy of the church, the mission of Christ and the Holy Spirit proclaims, makes present, and communicates the mystery of salvation, which is continued in the heart that prays. The spiritual writers sometimes compare the heart to an altar. Prayer internalizes and assimilates the liturgy during and after its celebration, even when it is lived out in secret. Prayer is always prayer of the church. It is a communion with the Holy Trinity. Father Jack. Thanks, Bill. You know, the, the handing down of prayer, right, which is what tradition means. It is a handing down, literally. A transmission of how to pray is something that, um, you know, probably shouldn't surprise us. You know, all of us were taught to pray at some point, right, often by our parents who are our first teachers in the faith, as we're reminded of in every baptism. Um, but but also just kind of practically speaking, right? You had to learn, you know, most, almost, imagine almost everybody listening to this says grace before meals every time we do. And one of the reasons why is because is that's what we were taught, right? Even before we knew what the words mean or how to make the sign of the cross, one of my favorite memories is going over to um, a family's house after I got ordained a priest and um, the both of the kids made the sign of the cross backwards, right? Instead of touching their left shoulder and then went to the right, they went to the right to the left. Why? Because across the table were mom and dad who were making the sign of the cross, and they did exactly the same motion. Well, the problem is you're, it's a mirror, uh, basically. And so I like looked, and I kind of had to stifle a laugh because I don't want to embarrass the kids. But at the same time, they were learning. They were, they were uh, receiving what was being handed down. This is how we start our meals, with a, with an, a brief but... Uh, powerful act of thanksgiving. Um, and from there, the rest of the faith is able to sprout. Um, but how do we 
remain firm in uh, in this uh, kind of wellspring, this living water uh, of prayer. And so the first two are the Word of God and the Liturgy of the Church. These, this uh, idea of um, of the Scriptures being this ultimate witness to the life of Christ. All of our prayer has to do with recognizing the the Father speaking, right? And the, and the Father speaks in words, and especially in the Old Testament, where uh, through his law and prophets, he, he expresses himself, but then in the actions and words, obviously, of Christ in the New Testament, we see so much in which the Father is speaking into the world his truth and therefore his life. When he speaks the his will, it is done. And so we're able to look at these, read these words, this, this particular word of God, and meditate upon it so that it can bear fruit in our life. It can, it can change us. God himself can change us. But it also has to have, as one of the major ways in which we learn to pray, the liturgy of the church, right? The, the public work of praise and prayer of the church. And, and how, does that, how does that kind of play out? Well, if we, if we constantly have to recreate, if we constantly have to um, make anew how we pray, we, we kind of lose track of, of, of ourselves, right? Um, anybody who, who has a major goal, knows that you, you're going to need times where you persevere. You're going to need times in which you you have to kind of just grin and bear it, white knuckle it, whatever may, whatever expression you want to use to, to highlight that this needs to be done in this way. Um, but, but instead we have to have the same starting point. I remember Spirit Director of mine saying, this is the, this is a jumping point of grace for you. And, and so I would often go back to that image to jump back into prayer, and still do to this day, um, I guess eight years later, um, that, that there is a kind of a, a moment of uh, that that the liturgy helps us as a jumping off point for our personal prayer. Not that we have to use the same words, obviously we don't, or or the same actions, which we're fine not to, but rather that it does form us in how we are to pray. It forms us in its silence, it forms us in its reverence, it forms us in our posture towards God, our interior posture towards God, the interior conversion in which it has allowed for grace to move. So we return over and over again to the liturgy that is similar because we're returning over and over again to a God who also does not change.